1: Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black in Your Money.
2: Good morning. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, invested in more. Show dedicated to getting you to retirement. Markets aren't juicing. A-Rod probably did. Ryan Braun did. But markets not being juiced, at least today. What the Fed is doing to try to stimulate inflation, asset inflation, as well as corporate earnings inflation, hopefully wage inflation, doesn't seem to be sticking today, Dow is down 34, NASDAQ is up sixteen. Fifty and S&P 500 up 1, your treasury at 2.6%, oil sits at $107 a barrel, there's a huge winner today, who is it you may ask, Facebook up almost 7 bucks to $33.44 a share, not bad. Yesterday they're at twenty six dollars. Today they're at thirty three dollars. What happened? Shares are roaring. What happened to get the shares to roar? Good question. Um, good earnings. Good revenue growth. Good so good top line. Good bottom line. Good advertising growth. Good rate you charge advertisers growth. Eh, the number of users not as impressive as it used to be because they're over a billion now. But you got to say good things. All things considered, Facebook stock was up 26% this morning. Woo! Facebook reported 375 million in global mobile ad revenue. That was in the first quarter. In the second quarter, it jumps to 656 million. That's pretty impressive. Now, that number is going to slow, just by the law of big numbers. Facebook went on to say, you know, teenagers still like us. That's one of the big complaints. They've got a video ad product coming that's supposed to be pretty impressive and unique. Also, in the world of financials and money and stock stories that we could share, GM they beat profit expectations ahead of uh, a new model wave. So, GM second quarter profit beat expectations. One of the biggest new model waves ever to hit GM profit, excluding one-time items, were 84 cents a share. That compares with $0.90 a share a year earlier. GM rose a percent to $37.37. Demand for pickups in the United States as well as Cadillacs and Buicks in China. Boosted revenue, 3.9%. Growth for GM along with Ford Motor and Chrysler. Further evidence that the industry has resurged in the United States, even while Detroit filed for the largest municipal bankruptcy in U.S. history. We're just at the very beginning of a launch of a new cycle. Um, redesigned Chevy Corvette Silverado are among 18 new or refreshed GM vehicles arriving in showrooms this year. So, there you go. Show's over, everybody. Okay, so the show's not over, but it's certainly starting off kind of good. Um, earnings, you know, GM, Visa, Ryland, Hershey, Harley-Davidson, 3M, Dow Chemical, all met or beat Share expectations. Today is one of the busiest days for earnings announcements today after the market closes in particular. It is the busiest day. Initial claims were reported at three hundred and forty thousand, up slightly from three hundred and thirty six thousand last week, pretty decent headline number. But nothing really indicative of, of massive change to the labor market conditions. If you exclude transports orders were flat in June in only two segments machinery and fabricated metals saw orders increase from the prior month. So durable orders rose a sizable 4.2%, led by a stomping 12.8% jump in transportation equipment orders. So, again, not too shabby. Um, World markets, stocks fell in Europe and Asia. Investors weighed prospects for Federal Reserve stimulus. Commodities declined for a second day as oil extended its biggest retreat in more than a month. Crude fell eight tenths percent. Copper dropped one point one percent. New Zealand's dollar strengthened at least eight tenths percent against all of, of the sixteen counterparts it has. So, I keep coming up with positive stuff, right? I must make that sound like it's a pain, but we've had such a good run in the stock market; it's kind of starting to slow. Um, as we get out of earnings season, we'll start looking more at economic data. As we're in earnings season, we're looking at how did that company do versus the economic conditions in the last couple of months. Crocs are down twenty-four percent. They're known for their plastic clogs, their profit in sales, and the third quarter fell short of expectations. SAC Capital. A federal grand jury indicted SAC Capital on criminal charges. Indictment includes four counts of securities fraud and one count of wire fraud for insider trading. Prosecutors accused the hedge fund employees of committing insider trading by its institutional practices that encouraged the widespread solicitation and use of illegal inside information. So they didn't really seem to go after the founder, though, Steve Cohen. Prosecutors were expected to file charges and wire fraud against him, but it appears that it's going to be tough that he could say, you know, hey, I never knew about that. I never knew about that. So it's one of the biggest hedge funds in the world. has been under intense scrutiny by the government for several years, with several former employees pleading guilty to insider trading charges. Other stories of note today. Jobless claims. I hit that one already. Sorry. HealthNet cuts their view. Ticker symbol h and T, a a provider of managed health care costs. They said their profit dropped to $33 million. Revenue fell to $2.7 billion. Big Rig Fire... Um, and an analyst is saying, hey, jump in and buy the stock. Hercules offshore share price after oil rig fire in Louisiana this week is presented a buying opportunity. I kind of agree with that that thought. The equity research firm believes the company is highly protected from any potential liability and the fall in its share price has been exaggerated. Teach calls in the air, it's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. It's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. Anything you want to talk about we could talk about? Uh, Bristol-Myers, they're in the news today. They said their second quarter profit fell to $536 million. The company said adjusted per share earnings fell to $0.44. Cents. Sales fell 9%. Two patents expired in the quarter. The pharmaceutical company lowered its four-year per share earnings guidance. That's not good. So it sounds like today there's some, I'm not going to say bummers, but uh, there's some disappointments for sure. Satellite radio broadcaster SiriusXM XM reported a second quarter profit of $125 million, down from $3.1 million, when the company's bottom line benefited from a $3 billion reversal of deferred income tax valuation allowances. Revenue rose to $940 million. Net subscribers rose 715000 to $25.1 million, marking the largest quarterly rise since the final three months of 2007. Total paid subscribers for radio, $25.1 million. Up from 9%, up 9% year over year. So as the auto industry is rebounding. Cirrus XM is certainly rebounding. It's an interesting um, play on the autos. It's a cheap play. Stock's gone from 2 to 250 to 3 to 350 to 375. Um, pretty nice little March. Pretty nice little March. Don't forget i got a seminar coming up this week. It's free if you sign up at roblack.com. It's in San Rafael. San Rafael Marine County. It's going to be a retirement planning event. If you've been to a couple of these, just skip it because it's a lot of similar kind of stuff. So, um, you can sign up at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. I'll be there with CFP Chad Burton. It's at the Four Points Sheraton Retirement Boot Camp Thursday from 6.30 to 9. I will be very grumpy for radio the following day because that's a long day for me. Sign up for the event at robblack.com.
1: 1220 KDOW traffic.
2: This Bay Area updated.
1: Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW.
2: There's something called the Comfort Index. Consumer confidence rose last week as an improving job market helped make Americans least pessimistic about the economy in more than five years. The Bloomberg Consumer Comfort Index improved to a minus twenty-seven point three reading in seven days, ended on July twenty-one, matching its highest level since January two thousand eight. Rising home and equity values this year brightened consumers' moods. So. This morning we saw a report that showed the number of Americans who filed for unemployment benefits rose last week as annual auto plant shutdowns continue to affect the data. Durable goods climbed more than forecast in June. Personal finances increased to 4.3% from 3.6% the week before, leaving the gauge 6.5 points below its long-term average since 1985. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. We have S&P 500 up a quarter of a point, the Dow down 37, the NASDAQ up 15. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton. He's with NewFocusFinancial.com. He manages wealthy clients. You can find out more at NewFocusFinancial.com. The American workplace is getting older and grayer. Two-thirds of Americans between the age of 45 and 60 plan to delay retirement. That's up from 42% just two years ago. That's pretty alarming to me, Chad.
3: Oh, it's going to be so exponentially bad in the next 10
2: years, Rob. And people are delaying retirement for obvious reasons. Um, A lot of middle-aged Americans, they drew down their savings during the lean years, and they have to rebuild their savings. Um, There's so many ramifications here. An older workforce, you may want to stay, but you may not be able to stay. An older workforce is hurting the people in their 20s who are coming out of college with 20, $7,000 $7,000 in debt, not being able to get jobs, no wage inflation because there's competition for jobs. The ramifications are enormous.
3: Well, and part of it, too, is just thought that a lot of people retire, they don't feel like they have the security because in the past you could go put half your money in CDs and bonds and and get 55 to 6.5% just systematic income, right, without a whole heck of a lot of risk. Well, the deleveraging around the world has caused you know, central banks to print money and buy their own government bonds, and it's got interest rates, you know, at, at historical lows. So that has really negatively affected our seniors. It's negatively affected pension plans that can't increase their payouts with inflation, and it's going to negatively affect Social Security. So it's, 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 it's a tough scenario to retire, even though we're enjoying really low tax brackets. It's, it's, a, it's a much harder endeavor right now. There's a positive for, like, the utility industry, which is facing
2: disruptive skill shortages when older workers retire. A lot of people don't want to work for utility companies. It's, quote, unquote, beneath them. Um, so keep them there. That's great. But at the same time, senior employees can be expensive for companies. I wouldn't want to hire a senior because it's it, as a small business owner, it jacks up your health insurance because the average age of the employees go higher. Um, on top of it, you know, they demand a little more salary. Those silly old people demanding a competitive wage. <laughs>
3: well, you know, with some of the small businesses that aren't required to have a plan, as we move into 2014, yeah. when the Affordable Care Act is fully implemented, there may be businesses that just say, you know what, here's a small raise, go out to the exchanges that each state are going to create, get your health insurance on your own. Maybe that problem will, you know, somehow be solved. However, it'll come back to bite us in the form of higher taxes. And ultimately... Uh
2: Again, the ramifications on, you know, teenage kids coming out of college or starting college and going to college, it's hurting them. And you know who spends money in our economy are people in their 20s. -hmm. So if they don't have jobs because old people are are hogging the jobs, it's just another reason to hate an old person.
3: Yeah. And, you know, all these things that we talk about can cause investors to be depressed about the concept or the idea of investing in stocks. But, you know, the S P 500 has half of its revenue or more coming from overseas. And the emerging markets... Just China alone that has, you know, 13 to 15 million people every year moving from farms to cities to become consumers. Um, Don't be depressed in terms of investing and make sure you think very globally in terms of opportunity. What we're talking about is very U.S.-centric, where U.S. has kind of gone the way of what Japan did over the last decade. Keeping older Americans in the workforce in of itself is a great thing because you expand the
2: labor pool to draw upon. But the reasons people are staying in the workforce is the sad part. And, you know, I, my best friend, his his parents both worked in the CIA, and they had amazing pensions, and they still have amazing pensions. And my dad worked in the United States Army, and he had an amazing pension. You and I don't really have that option. Um, our generation, we don't see a lot of our friends with amazing pensions.
3: No, you have to do it on your own. And now it has to be a mindset of always accumulating assets instead of liabilities and always accumulate assets that – that pay you currently, whether that's stocks with dividends or positive cash flow, real estate, you have to think of accumulation now and being responsible for your own retirement. So one idea about staying in
2: retirement is you stop, well, well, you keep money coming in. When people retire, the money stops coming in and they have to live off what they have, plus Social Security and Social Security is not that much. Keeping money coming in, when I get to the point, Chad, I think I'm always going to want money coming in. I'm always going to want, whether it's passive income from investments mm-hmm. or whether it's you know me going over to the neighbor's house and fixing their plumbing. And that's not an innuendo for anything. It's <laughs> just me going over <laughs> and fixing their plumbing. Uh, I don't want to get on someone's roof because I'll fall and die, but you know I've got some basic carpenter skills. I've got, I've got a pretty cool set of tools. Good. Good. Yeah.
3: <laughs> You're going to be the handyman you, of you the neighborhood. Right? You don't
2: really believe me, do you? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. But are you going to try to stay with some active income or you or, or do you think there's a day where you're done?
3: Um I don't think I'll ever be done. You know, it's funny cuz in this business even though a lot of times clients become friends so you you you're used to seeing it and it's a matter of transitioning your business and I already have, you know, kids that are interested in the business. So, I'll probably have That's so it's not going to happen. <laughs> it will. I guarantee it. I'm going to um, my buyout would be triple. <laughs> Triple to quadruple or higher. Okay, okay. But I think I'll be involved in it some way, shape, or form. I want to know that I can quit, but I also want to know that I can continue if I I so see fit. But there's got to be an end. If you're an older person in a business, realize that once you probably hit your 70s and 80s, the younger people are probably more comfortable to have you eventually actually exit. (laughs) So no matter how much you like to think that you're wanted. Just know that – tell
2: your children that – I'm going to put the company up for sale. It's going to the highest bidder. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be greed is good, Gordon Gecko. It is. It's going to
3: get nasty in about 30 years. It's going to get real nasty.
2: That's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. One day his children will be running the company, newfocusfinancial.com. And I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. we got the S&P 500 barely up. We have the Dow Jones Industrial Average down 39. Now the S&P 500 is barely down. Nasdaq's up 14. Um, Chevy, uh, one of their new cars, gets a very, very high rating. The quality has turned around in Detroit. It's nice to see. Facebook shares soar 25% after earnings blow the bears away. Uh, so that actually a nice move. They will hit a slowdown in advertising as they grow it very fast. Uh, something very similar to what happened at Apple could very likely happen to Facebook. It's just a law of big numbers. Once you have a billion users, how do you get to two billion? At some point you get saturated. We'll take a break here. Don't forget I got a event coming up free event in San Rafael and we It's going to be next Thursday, so a week from today, it's on retirement planning. You can sign up for the event at robblack.com. It's Robblack.com. <laughs>
1: Black and Your Money, on AM 1220, KDOW, and iHeart Radio Station. No,
2: Welcome in. Rob Black and Your Money, I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing in more. I think something that people fear more than death is long-term care. That's something you need to start thinking about as an investor. Long-term care is something that takes care of you when you can't take care of yourself. And it is very expensive. It could run easily $100,000 a year for maximum services. For minimum services, easily thirty to $40,000. When you get older, it's tougher to read. When you get older, it's tougher to see which drugs you're supposed to take and remember which drugs did I take. So you have to help, get help for that, and sometimes your children aren't around. So... I throw it out there that, you know, at some point, you should look into long-term care, especially if your parents needed it. Uh, A lot of financial planning should start with the questions, what about my parents? Did your parents have enough money to live till the day they died? Did your parents have enough money to leave for you? Did your parents, you know, become awesome grandparents, or were they poor grandparents? And they never got to see the grandchildren. So... I throw that out there for you. Another thing that I like to throw out there is consider long-term care in your 50s. Not in your 60s too late. Not in your 40s a little too early. If you have parents who are in their 50s, consider talking to them about it. I have a community website that, you know, people get together and talk. It's on Facebook, but it's also on a webpage. And i threw throw this out here for you because I saw something really, really disturbing yesterday. Someone on the page had basically said, hey, I'm doing a wine tasting at our local winery. And he basically spammed out to six neighborhoods, six communities, that, you know, if you're like me, your house has gone up in value. You know, if you're like me, you've seen the bond market do some funky things. Long story short... The guy was soliciting. And what was creepy about it is, I looked up his name, and he works for Ameriprise. Ameriprise, to me, is a group you don't want to work with, typically because they will hire anyone to work with them. It's a business model of, it's not multi-level marketing, it's not, but it's in that same vein Okay, so you're 35 years old, you're a nurse, you're burned out, you want to become a financial planner. They'll hire you, but you're not a financial planner. They'll help you get tested so that you can be a broker. They'll give you a bogus title like Certified Retirement Planning Specialist. There actually is no certification for Retirement Planning Specialist. It's a bogus title. It's very similar to when I was just learning the industry I hang out with some friends from Citigroup, and they all had cards that said, you know, Vice President, Citigroup. I'm like, hell, how did you accomplish that? That sounds pretty good. Everyone is Vice President. If you're a secretary, you're a Vice President. Anyone who wants to call themselves Vice President can call themselves Vice President. And I think it's kind of bogus, because I think the general population doesn't know that. If you're with me, I, I don't know if you are or aren't. Um, so, he's going to get people to a winery, he's going to give them a couple glasses of free wine, he's going to give a speech, and then he's going to push annuities, he's going to push loaded mutual funds, he's going to push some sort of product that makes him a generous commission. Very generous commission. There's no chance on the planet that he's just bringing people out for wine for no reason. And he hides this crap behind, hey, everyone, if you're like me, your house has gone up in value. Rob, you're a loser. His name's Rob. I'm not talking to myself right now. I think it's a bogus way to market, and it's probably borderline criminal. So be careful with who you work with, uh, because some companies will bring on anyone. And that, that doesn't necessarily work well for you. Let me assure you that financial planning is tricky. No, no, two cases are all the same. So financial planning takes a lot of work. I got emails from two California employees. One was a teacher, one was a firefighter this week. Very similar questions. Uh, f- should I spend 70,000 dollars to buy five years of credit? Um, of, of basically time served? You know offers off the table as of the 24th. So I have to make a decision right now. And you have to get their age. You have to get their life expectancy. Like the firefighter's like, I'm not going to be able to work until I'm 61. I'm getting up there, and this is a physically demanding job. He started late in his career. He started, I think, at 31. So to get his 30-year service, he'd have to go to 61. Um, so for him to buy those five years, it probably makes a lot of sense. Because he'll get to 56, Probably faster than going to sixty one. Now again, you still have to run the data by giving a big chunk of change. In his case, he didn't have the money, so he was going to have to borrow money, and that's where it becomes uh, not so not so right. He was going to borrow it at seven percent, and you know a lot of things can go wrong there. Um, he could get disabled sooner than later. It's there's a lot of things that can go bad. So. I just throw that out there for you, you know uh, some people say they're you know in the financial industry, and they're not, and that stings because they are but only because they're a warm body. so once a gets you, they train you, they get you certified to do a deal, and then they say, Go hit up your friends and family in this case, this guy got onto a list that is not meant for commercial use, and is tricking people into coming to hang out with them.
3: So there you go.
2: 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. For some people, this was the greatest week of the year. Because National Football League fans know it's never too early to start thinking about the upcoming season. Pro schedules already shaping up to be quite costly. Those heading to the stadium Oh by the way I haven't heard what Aaron Rodgers is going to do But he was on Twitter standing up for Ryan Braun last year And someone got him to say That he'd bet his whole salary If allegations ever were proven Against Ryan Braun So this year in theory Aaron Rodgers is working for free If he honors that bet I haven't heard a resolution to that But I thought that was kind of Whoops So you know the thing that I don't like about football is they've priced the average person out of the game. And, you know, yeah, you could save up a lot of money. Yeah, you could do one game a year. But you could also fund your retirement first and then save up more money and then fund, go to that one game. Who do you think is the team with the highest overall ticket prices in F-L? Who do you think is the team with the lowest ticket prices? What do you think the average ticket price is? Um... The most expensive game of the year is also on this list. Let's start with that one. The most expensive game of the year to get tickets for, Patriots at the Denver Broncos, $575 a ticket. And that's the average ticket price for each team. The most expensive team comes in at $431, and they're the New England Patriots. So let's say you go get two tickets for that. Get some parking, get some beers. That's a $1,000 a day. Now, you may love football, but there ain't nothing on the planet. That's worth $1,000 a day. Cleveland Browns come in at the lowest at 106 R. San Francisco 49ers come in at $216 a game. That's pretty pricey, right? To get your calls in the air, it's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. 1220 It's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. 1220 But now you're also seeing why the NFL... It's such a big business and why they get these billion-dollar contracts. Um, Matthew Stafford. That's all I have to say about that. Um, Low mortgage rates are helping lower. Okay, mortgage rates jumped and then they started coming right back down. Not going down to where we want them to go down, back to 3.5%, but still down. Uh, Two weeks ago they were at 4.51%, today they're at 4.3430 a year. 15 year comes in at 3.39 last week, 3.41. So that should be good news for home buyers. That should be good news for home builders. That spike we were worried was going to go straight up. It rarely does. There's a funny line on Wall Street that says, never sit on a spike, but I kind of want to challenge that. I don't know why, but I just kind of want to challenge it. I know you're going to say, you're going to sit on a spike, you're an idiot. Yes, I am. Okay, um follow me on Twitter, Rob Black show, YouTube, Rob Black show. You can actually do me a favor by following me on YouTube. I want to get to so many people and then you get kind of noticed by more people and then you get noticed by more people. So that's YouTube. You gotta sign in and then you follow or subscribe to channel Rob Black Show, Rob Black Show. Got an event coming up in Four Points, Sheraton in San Rafael and Marin. It's your time planning event from six thirty to nine. Next Thursday, so one week from today, one week from today, you can find out more information as well as sign up for the event for free this week at robblack.com. That's robblack.com.
1: to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW.
2: Facebook shares, big winner of the day. I had a dream about Zuckerberg last night. Is that weird? I basically kept outing him. I was on a bus bus with people, and I was like, "That's my... Zuckerberg. It's going to be a jerk to This So the stock, up 6 bucks a day, up 25% to $33.23. They had a great quarter. And they have something in the pipeline. It's called a video ad server that scares the hell out of television. Television, you spend you know, a couple million dollars for a 30-second commercial at the Super Bowl. You kind of know that you're getting a billion-plus eyeballs looking at your product. Some of it's going to be little boys. Some of it's going to be big boys. Some of it's going to be poor people. Some of it's going to be rich people. But what if you want an ad campaign that would get those billion people in different segments? Like, you want to show the people who are 20 your car skiing down a slope because they're action-oriented, 20-year-olds are. You want to show people who are 40... The safety record that your children will survive a car crash in this car. Facebook's going to be able to do that. Now, how much do people revolt when your newsfeed gets video commercials? I don't know. 25% of people say they don't like Facebook because of the advertisements. And yet, people continue to post pictures of babies that we don't want to see. Please, Kate, do not put your baby's picture on Facebook. Please. I know you're saying, Do you follow Kate? Uh, no. I was just trying to give an example. I don't really follow Kate. Not one of those guys. So, we have the S&P 500 remaining challenged today by heavy resistance, despite a slew of better-than-expected quarterly results. We have strong earnings from Biogen, Facebook, Qualcomm. That's lending some support to the NASDAQ. We've got strength from healthcare, energy, materials, technology, utilities, weakness in financials and industrials. I do a little TV show every Monday on Channel 4 Cron that I'd like to make you aware of. Every, morning, every Monday morning at 11. Hope to expand it to more days. Don't know. It's got a lot of kinks in it right now, but feedback will always be welcome on what you want to see me do on that. Rob at RobBlack.com. It's Rob at RobBlack.com. Strength Day in healthcare, energy, materials, tech, and utilities. Weakness in financials and industrials. Financials have had a great quarter. Great quarter. Um. So the market's not going to go up every single day. It's just not going to do it. You can't have record highs every day. You don't want record highs every day. If you're in retirement, you do. So, SP and p 500's down fractions. The Dow's down 49. The NASDAQ up 13. Some recent stocks that we've talked about. Facebook up six bucks, up 25%. Bank of America slightly down today. I did a little research on... Facebook versus CBS last night, because traditional media, new media. And Facebook's worth half what CBS is. How long till they catch them? Apple, down two bucks today after having a stellar move yesterday. Philip Morris, up a buck, up 1.2%. Vodafone, up fractions. We've talked about that one recently as a play on dividend. Get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220. It's 800 800-516- 516 1220. which calls on the air. Um, One thing that we talk about, and maybe we should give a little bit more color, is Dow Jones Industrial Average 30. It's 30 stocks, and you have to go through each one to decide, hey, is this for me? Or you just go, yeah, I'm going to go with it because that index seems to work over time. Both approaches are correct. It just depends which one you want to go for. Um, I think individuals should be very weary of buying individual stocks. Uh, It's a lot of work. You know, when I say 3M, they make sealants for airplanes. They make orthodontic appliances. They make scotch tape. Um, A lot of little things, right? Post-it notes. company recently lowered their forecast for 2013. I think they're diversified. I think they've got excellent prospects for a good future. 3M has raised its quarterly each has raised its quarterly dividend each year for the last 55 years. Would I buy 3M? Yeah, I would, and I'd be proud of it. Chevron. 52-week high of 52 two-week low of 100. By investing heavily in exploration, recent years the second largest energy company has set itself up for solid years of growth. Company replaced the equivalent of 100. Barrels of oil and gas it extracted with the equivalent of 112 barrels by finding new reserves. Um, The company has boosted its dividend at an annual pace of 9% over the past five years. Would I own Chevron from the Dow Jones Investor Average 30? Yeah, I would. Then we get to a tricky one Cisco. It's expanding into software and services, it's maintaining its enviable profit margins. It's expected to grow roughly 9% a year for the next five years. It's expanding into new areas. It's trying to keep its competitive edge. That's a little bit trickier. That one I'm going to pass on. But do I own it? I do, and some mutual funds for sure. GE General Electric. Management's focused on getting money back to shareholders, which I like. GE Capital Financial Unit that caused major headaches is smaller and healthier than it was a few years ago. they are expected to grow earnings 10.9% annually. That's General Electric. I think I going to say General Motors, but General Electric. Um, would I own it? I probably would. If I'm a patient long-term investor, I'm going to buy it every year. IBM. Once IBM writes their ship, it should deliver stellar stock gains. The companies work and sell off its least profitable units it's in the middle of a vast cost cutting effort it's a tech giant i probably own my IBM anyway big event come up in San Rafael go over stocks that I do own it's in Marin sign up for the event free this week at robblack.com it's robblack.com San Rafael it's retirement planning workshop sign up at com. It's next Thursday at the Four Point Sheraton in San Rafael, Thursday evening from 6.30 to 9. Hope to see you there. Sign up at RobBlack.com. It's one, it's one. Well, hello, I'm Robert Hill And I'm Russell Gray. And we're The Real Estate, real
1: estate Guys. Guys. Have you been hearing about all the changes in the real estate?
3: Welcome in.
2: Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Uh, money invested more. BlackBerry fired 250 people today. That right there instantly threw out in my head that Apple and Google are killing it. There's room for Microsoft, Nokia, uh, BlackBerry. uh. In the last segment, I started going over the Dow Jones Investor average 30 stocks and whether I'd buy them or not. And I seemed... To lean towards companies that have been old and traditioned and consistent. I seem to lean away from Cisco. I got an email. Why did you lean away from Cisco? It's not that I don't like Cisco because I probably own it in mutual funds, right? But old tech versus new tech. There's themes that run pervasive through Wall Street. Blackberry's teaching us one today that you may go away. You may become Internet superhighway roadkill. I start thinking about all the companies that competed with Oracle that they put out of business. I start thinking about all the companies they acquired for pennies versus what were valued as dollars. But in new tech, mobile, phablet. It's such a big product category that it's combined a phone with a tablet, a phablet. And that's going to slow some growth. Steve Dash divorced his wife because there maybe looked like a player on the team that wasn't him. Divorce is costly. But anyway, back to the technology. Okay, so cloud services, checkmark, positive. Uh, commodity supplier, eh. Like DRAM, hard drives, can't really get into the one area where we're seeing a lot of growth still is Flash. So maybe that's a trend for a while, but that'll become problematic at some point. So anything online that's social, social still is pretty positive. Although I think it's a little bit getting ridiculous. I read recently that there's a new app. that It's basically a bar app that you can order your drinks through your phone while you're sitting at the bar. You don't even have to look up anymore. Just keep staring at your phone, tell the bartender you want another drink. You can also flirt with a girl at the end of the bar. You don't even have to get up off your butt anymore and walk down to her. There's an app for that. So we've got to be careful about social, because I think we're starting to do too much. But new media versus old media. You know, the way we consume television, Netflix has changed. So consumption of media is the theme I was listening to an old Howard Stern show recently. And he talked about how just six years ago, on his TiVo, he was downloading a movie from Amazon. He was going to rent a movie from... Amazon had a service where you can rent movies. And I think it was called like uh, Movies Now or something. It was ridiculous. Now they just call it you know their prime TV service. Prime. And you had to wait four hours for it to, like, get into your TiVo? (laughs) Six years later, that's almost laughable, right? Apple spent $16 billion buying their own stock last quarter, and the stock was still down 5% for the period. That's a lot of buyers, and it's still down. Wow. Um, So start to notice some trends and, and feel comfortable with them. So, the idea of desktop, HP, and Dell, can they reinvent themselves? Yeah. Sometimes it'll take some time, though. Um, and HP is doing a lot of reinvention by firing a lot of the old. One of the CEOs that I like a lot is a guy named Mickey Drexler. A J. Crew customer anonymously complained was floored after the CEO of the company took time to call her. The CEO called her. A woman named Elizabeth DeRose was frustrated with J. Crew because she felt the brand no longer offered styles that she wanted to buy. She wrote a note to a generic company email address. I'm so disheartened and disappointed that you're leaving your core values in styling and abandoning your loyal customers. So she gets a phone call from the CEO. He was dominant in turning gap into something relevant left the company jumped over to new company j crew he's been called the merchant prince because of his impact on the retail industry Drexler got the heads of styling and marketing on the phone to speak with a guy's wife um, elizabeth Groves. he apologized to her and said j crew's team was working on getting back to classic styles Drexler's passionate to the point that one complaint he will return a phone call to. Now, that tells you a lot. You know, my dad taught me one thing about business is get back to everyone who contacts you. And I do. And sometimes it takes me a week, but I do. Drexler's passionate pursuit of customer feedback is an inspiration to anyone who's ever been irritated with any company. Bad service experience, disappointing product. So... Try to teach your kids that concept, and they'll go further in business. So that's Mickey Drexler. Um, Nike's getting a lot of pressure right now to come out with more women's sneakers. It's interesting. Women pay more for dry, clean than men do. Women pay more for clothes than men do. And they don't get the same style choices (laughs) as men do. I don't know why that is. Um, so Nike's working on that. They're getting some pressure. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Google's got a new Chromecast device. And what it is, it's a little, looks like a thumb drive that plugs into your HDMI port on your TV, and now you can stream videos from your phone onto your TV. Pretty
1: cool.
2: It's a dongle. I like the word dongle. There was a Donkey Zebra combination born recently, and it is so cute. Okay, so the Chromecast by Google, it's thirty nine bucks. You get two free months of Netflix with it. It's pretty cheap. Its primarily use will be with apps integrated with a Chromecast cast button so your phone could instantly be on your TV. Google announced that users can mirror anything playing in its Chrome browser too. It opens up huge floodgates. Anything viewable on the web is ported over to a television set. So if you want to illegally get movies, you could illegally watch them pretty easily on your television. So TV executives, they're notorious for drawing a line in the sand, dividing web content and television content, they can't be happy with us. Who differentiates between its web streaming service and its TV streaming service? You can watch plenty of Hulu's content for free online. The ability to watch Hulu content on TV requires a premium subscription. So Hulu, we're going to be able to start watching on our TV. So they're developing an app for Chromecast, but it's practically useless endeavor because you could just go to their website for now. So Chromecast merges two media, sidestepping the need for standalone apps. And this could quickly cause content providers and TV executives to become very, very angry. So will it work or not? The one downside about the dongle is you have to charge it because it goes into HDMI so it's not recharging itself like you would imagine a USB stick would Got a big event coming up in San Rafael in one week next Thursday. It's a retirement planning boot camp. Would love to see you out there if you're closing it on retirement. Sign up at robblack.com that's robblack.com. We'll take a break. We'll be right back.
1: Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW.
2: One, two, three, Welcome back in. So really Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Talking money, investing more. GoDaddy, CEO's mulling initial offering in 2014. IPO. Twitter, same thing. At some point in time, it way for insiders to get out, it's a way for investors to get out. Public offering. To get your calls in there, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Talk about Marissa Mayer and Yahoo, we can talk about Chrome. You know, Google's uh web browser. Talk about mortgage rates falling as home buying gains. Talk about cost of football, cost of baseball you want to talk about. Let's take a quick look at the market numbers. We've got the SP 500 down 4, the NASDAQ up 2, the Dow down 78. Rough day. Let's welcome in CFP Chad Burton. I want to talk a little risk of inflation in retirement. I know we talk about this often, but it's something that's important to think about. You know, a postage stamp in 1970 was 6 cents. Today it's 40 plus. That's... Crazy inflation of over 7%. A house in 1970 was $25,000. Now that same average house in America is $260,000. An automobile was $3,400 in 1970. Today it's well over 42000 for an average vehicle. That's inflation of 6% in a post stamp, in a house, and in an automobile. Mr. Burton, the question for you is, uh, items, what do they cost a day versus what do they cost in 40 years? I'm not even thinking about things that are going to cost in 20 years from now when I retire. So what's the risk of inflation to my retirement? Well, inflation is
3: the boogeyman for retirement. It's the Freddy Krueger. It, it is. Jason Voorhees. Let me, let me give you an
2: example. The Frankenstein's monster. It's the vampire.
3: I think Dracula. it was 2011 where Social Security, for I think one of the first times, if not the first time, said we're not going to increase yeah, right. the payout to retirees because there's really no inflation right now. And then they turn around and increase the cost of Medicare Part B by 14%. And <laughs> so not, and so, not, so there you tell me inflation. how there was no inflation. It's just you know it's these government-manipulated numbers on these types of programs. That's why it's not going to work anymore. So yeah, it, inflation is a huge risk. And I think that the risk of somebody that's retiring at 50 now to have Social Security that will not be adjusted to inflation is extremely high. So I see these financial plans where you know a 40-year-old is assuming that they're going to have Social Security, and they're going to assume their Social Security is going to increase each year with inflation. I think that's crazy. I think you're setting yourself up for failure. I think you have to run a very detailed financial plan. Look at all your expenses now. Add the things in in retirement you're not thinking about, like Medicare Part B, supplemental insurance, long-term care, um, all of that costs that, you know, it's four or $500 a month that you're not thinking about. Also add back in, what do you want to do when you retire? You've been working, you know, 8 to 14 hours a day now. What's your hobby's going to be? And how much is that going to cost? How much are you going to travel? Do you have, you know, family overseas? Um, what's your charitable intents? You've got to calculate that. Put all that into the plan and project it forward with inflation. Basic living expenses up at least 3% a year. And then your health care costs at 5 to 6% a year.
2: Historically, inflation's averaged, I believe, 3.4% each year for the last 100 years. Inflation costs go up 86% of the time every year, mm-hmm. only down 14%. So it's something we have to count on, and it's not something that we think about in any
3: way, shape, or form. And some retirement calculators don't even have a button for inflation expectations. Well, most online retirement calculators are garbage because they also don't ask you, okay, you, you're saying you have X numbers of dollars in your portfolio? Yeah. And a lot of people are retiring with 90% of those dollars in 401Ks and IRAs. What happens when you pull that money out? On top of it... you got to pay taxes. you got to pay taxes, yeah. So, And in the state of the California, you're double whammy because you're paying income
2: taxes, but you're also paying incredibly high state taxes. Yeah. Um, so your retirement state, what state do you live in, is critically important. Because it could change the value of your portfolio ten percent.
3: Not only that, but what country? I mean, a lot of there's a lot of expats going on. My my father retired in Ecuador, for example, and that all of a sudden got rated one of the number one places to retire in uh, Cuenca, Ecuador, and then costs there went up by about ten to fifteen percent in a year. <laughs> so, you know, people are looking for those low cost alternatives because they either were laid off from a job at sixty and ret- had to retire, forced into retirement five years too early. Um, or they've retired, they realize they can't go back to work because they're out of training, and they've got to make their money last. So what do you do? In 1970, if you had $100, by 1980, to buy the same amount of goods and services, it was
2: $212. By 1990, it was $336. By 2000, it was $441. By 2010, it was $600. So $100 of purchasing becomes $600 of purchasing very, very fast. Now, again, you're not going to live 40 years in retirement. I hope, well, maybe some people mm-hmm. will. You will. I'm not gonna live 40 years of retirement. Have, <laughs> you, have you seen my
3: gut? I'll be bionic. You're gonna be bionic. I'll, yeah. I'm Have bionic knees and t- continue to uh, snowboard when I'm 85 years old, and that be great. And for the record, I've lost my gut. You can say nice things about me on occasion. So
2: <laughs> I'll, I've probably added like two or three years to my life. Yeah. Which is important. Concept of retirement is get healthy. Um, it costs a lot less to be healthy than it does to be sickly and uh, and and heavy and you know breaking knees and hips because you weigh too much.
3: It is. And and that idea, too, that, um, you know, protecting a couple from that idea that one of them goes into a nursing home. What about that cost? That cost is five to six percent a year. So if you want like a skilled nursing facility or full time assisted care in the Bay Area or Seattle, for example, you're talking sixty five to one hundred thousand dollars a year. And you might get 30 to 90 days of coverage out of Medicare. After that, you're on your own.
2: You're on your own, or you're on your, your relatives, so to speak.
3: Well, you can do, there's a lot of things that can be done um, to protect spouses. We'll talk about that
2: in future episodes. Um, you're listening to Rob Black. That's Certified Financial Planner Chad Merton. You can find him online at newfocusfinancial.com. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about eight hundred 516 1220 Let's talk about some financial Corners you should never cut. We're always looking to save money. We're looking to stretch our dollars. We're looking for hey, I'm gonna go to Trader Joe's and pick up my peanuts there. I'm gonna go to Safeway pick up my trash bags there. I'm gonna still want to get my meat from Lenardi's. Um, there's you know angles like that. You know high end, low end, save some money here. Eh. I throw it out there for you. In large part because there's some areas where you don't want to cut corner. Um, credit card bills. Credit card responsibility is part of personal finance. You know, Don't learn the hard way by incurring overwhelming debt. To avoid the stress of debt, pay your credit card bill in full each month. If you decide to pay just the minimum, you'll be slammed with crazy interest charges. Missing credit card payments will negatively impact your credit score. So I don't mind if you have credit. I just pay it off every month on a credit card, in my opinion. You don't want to cut corners on retirement savings. I'm not going to save 15% this year because I want a new car. I'm not going to save 15% this year because I want... Now, Don't cut corners. I also recommend a nice mattress. Because sleep, you need as much of it as you can get. That's one area where I'm not going to go cheap and get the blood-soaked mattress from a murder scene. Big event coming up in San Rafael a week from today. Learn more about the free event for retirement at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. 7 EC
1: 1300 3401. 36 month monitoring contract required. General terms and conditions. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW.
2: You're listening to me, Rob Black, talking all things financial money, invested in more. North Carolina is taking steps to make gun control more open, where you can have a gun in a bar or have a gun at a playground. I think this is a very, very, very bad idea. I remember most of my fights as a child happened on a playground. And most of the fights that I've seen as an adult happened at a bar. Or a football game. So... That's something I never, ever, never, ever understand. Two people getting to the point of hitting one another. Um, I'm at the point where I'll barely get a sporting event in the evening. If I do, I definitively uh, don't liquor up, because I want to be as calm, cool, relaxed, and visual as possible. So, And I never get adults hitting each other. I see a lot of people living on credit, and that's kind of a two-edged sword, as we've talked numerous times. You know, a lot of people want to make updates and improvements to their home, and it's not cheap. A few cosmetic enhancements here and there would probably create some market value for you. A lot of people have a mortgage that has a line of credit, Balance on the four point nine five percent rate of the mortgage is twenty one thousand, monthly payments twelve hundred, line of credits two hundred thousand. Um estimated market value five seventy five. So a lot of people play with numbers like this and go, I'd like to get sixty thousand to go buy a house. Or not buy a house, but to improve. For the record, anytime you get a construction guy at your house that says it's going to be 50. The project's going to be almost 100. You know, I understand people will get really stressed out, but there's no right answer when it comes to borrowing money. Um, increasing your home equity line, do a cash out first mortgage refinancing, paying off the first mortgage with the available balance on the home equity line of credit, and then switching to there. You know, everything that you do has a pro and con. If you're able to increase your credit limit, you have enough to take on the projects to the point of where you're comfortable. You'll have a low interest rate on the debt, and you shouldn't have to pay much if any closing cost on increasing your credit line. A cash-out refinancing will pay off your existing first mortgage, plus release money for your home improvements and repairs. Home equity line lender, though, may have to agree to the refinancing, and it's, it has to agree that you can you know service that line of credit. So I'd be really, really cautious on how you pull money out to, buy, to fund a home project because, as I like to say, you know, at one point in time, Marin was the BMW capital of the world. Not because Marin had the highest paying jobs, but because people were taking money out of their mortgage. They were taking money out of their home. And that's the recipe for, like I said, disaster. You know, in the last segment, I talked kind of in a cheesy manner about one of the areas you never want to skimp on is mattress. You know, if you don't sleep enough, you're going to die. And if you snore, you're not sleeping enough, more than likely. Lose some weight. You know, don't be stingy with a mattress. Bad mattresses cause back, neck, shoulder. Sleep deprivation. Sleep deprivation makes you uh, decrease productivity. Memory issues. Poor judgment. A good mattress is a good mattress. And I hate saying that because you're going to go out and quote me and go buy a bad mattress from... You know when I buy mattresses, it's it's like those Macy's 50% off sales? I won't buy a mattress at full price from uh, mattress discounters. No way. I won't buy a full price at uh, Mancini's. So always go for the 50% off. That's what I would do. Again, I'm not your daddy. Um, maybe I am your daddy. Um, You need to take control of your financial life and you need to start thinking about retirement. It's whether you're 20 years old, 30 years old, 40 years old, 50 years old, 60 years old. A couple things that you could do to avoid retirement is like your job. I'll get an email from someone today who's got $300,000 saved and she's getting ready to retire. I'll get it. And also, you can't afford to retire. You don't have enough. So $300,000 goes fast. And you have to assume you're going to live to 75, or if you're obese, maybe not. So to avoid not having enough for retirement, consider working as long as you can. But enjoy your job. Like I'll probably, when I retire, like um, just teach kids to swim or um, do some sort of charitable work of my hobby. Um, avoid retirement as long as you can if you don't have enough avoid lifestyle cuts in retirement your retirement years could involve downsizing to a smaller house condo clipping coupons and eating at home to save money some people can't give up the nice dinners out or expensive clothes I've got a family member who spends a lot of money in retirement a lot of money And that's fine. Work on your health for retirement. That's important. If you continue to work, um, you know, each extra year of work before retirement lowers the risk of getting dementia by 3.2%. So if you continue to retire or if you continue to work even after you retire or continue to work for the money, then you don't have to, you know, avoid lifestyle cuts like I just mentioned. So Working, I think, is probably the area where I do best socially. A lot of people want to talk to me, and that's a good thing. For me, I'll work as long as I can for relationship harmony. I don't want to see my sugar booger every day, eight hours a day. There's no way. You know, one hour is enough. Get home and give that hour and say, yes, honey, yes, honey, yes, honey. And the longer you work, the bigger the Social Security checks you get later in life. Um, Continue to defer taxes. Retirees are generally required to take withdrawals from their retirement accounts after the age of 70 to pay for income tax on the amount withdrawn. If you continue to work into your 70s and don't own 5% or more of a company maintaining the plan, they're going to allow you to defer withdrawals from that 401k account until you actually retire. Like I said, I'm going to continue to work in retirement so I can help others. Um, Whether it be a court system of, you know, hanging out with kids, whether it be a mentor. um, I'm going to continue to work as long as I can because the benefits of my health care plan are better than the benefits that the government's going to give me. So those are just some reasons to continue to work. And I know you're saying, oh, Rob, I want to retire. I saw a story today that just kind of blew my mind. Fraternities seeking tax break without hazing penalties. About 40% of Senators and 25% of Representatives, House of Representatives, belong to fraternities or sororities. You know, a dozen of these alumni extolled Greek life and the, the benefits of it. There's actually a political arm that's trying to keep, you know, political activity, Um The fraternity and sorority political action committee calls itself on its Twitter page. They helped dissuade U.S. Representative Frederica Wilson from filing federal anti-hazing legislation. I think we can all agree hazing probably needs to go away. And I've heard some of the hazing rituals, and they're pretty ridiculous. One 21-year-old kid died in 2005 after he was forced to do push-ups in raw sewage while fans blasted cold air on him in a basement. What's the point of that? I know I'm probably upsetting some uh, listeners right now who are in fraternities and sororities. I think it's I'm dumbfounded that those kind of conditions exist. I good God, if you know one of the children of your life died, you'd be appalled as well. So um, the industry, the, the fraternity industry, is lobbying for a tax break and against national hazing penalties. Hazing's a bad thing. It is a bad thing. But the Fraternity Political Action Committee, they want to keep hazing. So they've contributed $818,000 to political campaigns. It's given Representative Paul Ryan $29,500. Ain't that something? Like, we as a nation could throw $800,000 into... Keeping fraternity hazing alive. Right? And yet we look around and we're like, the world has problems. There's a lot of poor people in the world. You're like, yeah, we don't care. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there for you. Zuckerberg's worried about teens aggressively. Facebook, there was something in the call that I think everyone heard yesterday. He said... Teens are not leaving Facebook. In fact, the company has close to 100% of all teens on the service. He said, I want to address the U.S. teens. There's been a lot of speculation and reporting that fewer teens are using Facebook, but based on our data, that just isn't true. It's difficult to measure this per- perfectly since some young people lie about their age. We, based on our data, on the best data we have, and it's worth mentioning that those stats are for Facebook only. Teens remain highly engaged using Facebook, he says. Instagram is growing quickly as well, so if you combine the two services together, they think the engagement and share of time spent is pretty high. Zuckerberg bought Instagram, and he's not charging for it so he can grow the user base. At some point in time, he's going to you know, put some ads on that. Not yet, but soon. It's all about teenagers. Think of the technology you played with 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. It's not going to be the technology you play with 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 30 years from now. Got a big event coming up in Marin, San Rafael, one week from today. It's free this week if you sign up at com. It's from 630 to 9, 630 to 9. It's your time planning seminar. Sign up at Roblack.com.
1: You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station.
2: You're listening to Rob Black your money. It's not always my best show, but I try. I promise you that. This is a tough, tough medium to make entertainment each and every day. One of the people who came out on Forbes, top paid people under the age of 30, Jennifer Lawrence. America kind of loves her because she acts human. There was Comic Con this weekend that she's just adorable. She shows up sometimes without makeup on. And that's human, right? Whether you're male or female, you've got to appreciate that. She caught fire when she interrupted Jeff Bridges' interview with Extra because she's his number one fan. It was pretty cute. Um, I don't know. I think she's incredibly clever. Um, People say, do you want to say anything inappropriate? And she'll say, no, 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 no. I don't want to, but I expect to. Um, I don't know. She was starstruck when she met Jeff Bridges. Um, She looks like she's doing missteps, but I think she's really, really doing missteps. So... She had a very steamy scene with Sam Klafkin and she was asked about it and she says, I can't wait to see how that looks. On prepping for the next installment of The Hunger Games, she said, I'm about to read the third book again. I'd like to do a refresh or I've just never read it I'm going to go get the audio tapes. And that's cute because of course you think she's read it and she's like, no, I'm just going to go get the audio tapes. Um, So it seems like at any point in time she could say anything. And I think it's kind of cute. Um... I don't know. Try to be that person. Try to be human if you can, because I think it will take you far in life. Um, On one of the panels, everyone was talking about an exchange between the movie star, Josh Hutcherson, and Jennifer Lawrence. The pair spilled about a particularly steamy scene, a kissing scene. And she referred to it as super hot. Oh, we should have brought that clip to show. Like, I don't know, there's something refreshing about her approach to being a celebrity. Um, we'll see if it lasts So maybe it will, maybe it won't In the first hour I went over some Dow Jones Industrial Average stocks that I like And that doesn't mean you should like them You know, I've owned Microsoft um, And it's done well Growing 8.7% annually It's entrenched in the corporate world still They've raised their dividend at a 21% annual clip over the past three years uh, Their dominance is Questionable You know that. I know that. One of my favorite long-term names is Pfizer. They've got the cash flow to buy what they're going to need to buy. Uh, They've grown their earnings for the next five years, expected to be 2.7%. That's not very much. But you don't own Pfizer for the growth. You own Pfizer for the cash flow. You own Pfizer for um, the dividend. It's got a massive research and development machine a stock that's far from overpriced, shares look appealing. They've got plenty of cash. Um, they got several potential new blockbusters on their way. Now, Lipitor is the thing that you look at and you go, that's lost patent. Uh-oh, they've lost patent. So the sad thing about Pfizer and Merck is Americans tend to subsidize the rest of the world as far as the cost of the drugs go. And I know that's a controversy, but I know these companies do great things, all things considered. If I had to own one sector for the next 30 years and only one sector, it's going to be biotech. Um, I'd rather pick from the best names there and the pharmaceuticals than from tech or finance. Maybe I could be convinced on finance. Travelers, it's an insurance company. They do home, they do auto. You can go in a small town and see the Travelers insurance signs out. Um, a lot of people think the Arctic ice, when it melts, as it's melting, it's going to cause a lot of disasters. So that's probably like the biggest negative you have there. Although incredibly low interest rates have hurt these guys, they've raised prices on, delivery rates premiums. United Technology, they make elevators, escalators, refrigerators, helicopters, engines. I like United Tech, UTX. Uh, nice dividend, good earnings growth. No shame there. United Health Group. I think healthcare is a great sector for the next 10, 20, 30 years, as I kind of mentioned with bi- uh, biotechs and pharmaceuticals. I think United Health Group is a nice name, um, company's number one position, attractive valuation, helps tip the scale in their direction. I think healthcare is always going to be out there. Healthcare reform is a mixed bag for the insurers, it brings in new patients, it increases regulation. So they've got some pretty formidable advantages tied towards their size. American Express, they've been in business many, 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 many years. They've been through many, many, many cycles. I like that. Their cardholders tend to be affluent. Shares are up 30% this year. Consumer spending is sluggish. Would I, would I go directly after it? No, but it's on my shopping list for down market. So this are just some of the names in the Dow Jones Industrial Average, 30. And it's an index that I don't like because it's 30 stocks. And it doesn't really reflect the overall market. But it is still an index that I think is important. And I think you should, you know, cherry pick some names out of it. Chad Burton's CFP show comes up today at 1 o'clock on this very same station. CFPs have a different opinion. They have a different view than I do, per se. So pay attention to that today at 1 I'd love to meet you next week, San Rafael, Four Point Sheraton. Sign up for the event at RobBlack.com. It will fill up. It's free this week. It's sign up for the event at RobBlack.com. It's next Thursday evening, Four Point Sheraton Retirement Workshop from 6 to 9, 6.30 to 9. We'll take a break here. Talk to you in 22 hours Bob
1: black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business network this station its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice always consult with the appropriate
0: advisor before making any investment